But I'll tell you, you have failed so far. And if somehow you were able to sing a song now, bringing these boys together you, you haven't even met, and make something so personal, so new, that the whole world takes notice, and that your life is never the same again. But I'm telling you right now, I don't think it's going to happen. Hello and welcome to the new album show. My name is Danny Yao, and this is a podcast featuring live performances and interviews with musicians who have new albums. Burn that bridge when we come to it. We'll dive in when we can. We'll head out into the This episode, I talk to The Cool Lights, which is the band formed around the songs of Simon Gibson. Simon has been the drummer for many fantastic Australian bands, but this is a new project for him. He's joined on stage by Mark Nana, the Cool Lights guitar player. They have a new EP out this year called All Bets Are Off, which follows their debut album, Caravan Park Summers. And yes, I play in this band too. Let's join Simon and Nana on stage at the Gasoline Pony in Sydney. They played some of their songs, and then we had a chat and ended with a cover. And this first song is uh, called When Strummer Was Alive. And I wrote it because uh, I was thinking about all my old mates when I was living overseas and I missed them. And, um, and how important Joe Strummer was and his uh, influence on us as we were growing up. And they were good days. So this is it. Go down to Kenny's place, all of us with smile on face. Struggle on the stereo as we drank cheap wine. Striking thoughts, we shared our dreams. The future's mine, the millions sing. We hung on every song he sings. The struggle was alive. We never left. Our hometown never thought we'd settle down. Friday nights we'd change the world, or at least we thought we'd try. The class we all was a garden light, we'll a guiding sun, a minor spot. The things we thought would give us life, we'll struggle across the line. Well, struggle was our only real teacher. He always gave us something to believe in. The opening nights, the opening nights, with every lyric showed us things He always 
just gave us something to believe in. So that's why I thought we'd play that. And uh, on the record, Nana sings that one. And on the other end of the scale, this is brand new. Uh, this is brand new. I wrote this about um, when you meet, when I saw a guy, um, I was at like a truck stop type restaurant up the coast. And I saw a guy sort of that indeterminate age, early 50s, it could be late 40s, could be early 60s, real wiry, skinny sort of strong looking bloke, pretty handsome in a, in a beat up sort of a way. Half lead, so yeah. <laughs> sort of, yeah, beat up, and it, it, the sort of guy that you get to see him in the 70s or the 80s, you would have been sure that he'd, he'd be, had to spend his time in Vietnam and done his tour there and that sort of thing. So he had a... Had kind of a rough around the edges sort of look, but he had that sort of uh, sort of a blank quality to his eyes, but but a spark all the same. So he wasn't sort of a dangerous guy, but if you crossed him in the wrong way, maybe he would be. And he was obviously drove an old Holden, and he was intimately connected to his car. If that makes any sense, if you're getting a vibe of the, the guy. I mean, and in the back of his car, he almost certainly, although I didn't have a look in the back of his car, he almost certainly had an old single fin surfboard. And a beat-up guitar. Um, I'm assuming here. Anyway, I wrote this song. This is this guy's story. Anyway, brand new. The heater's been broken for two full winters. The radio plays on the AM. Sleep's a forgotten luxury. He's got three letters still to send. Trees are swaying, the way trees do, and you'd never suspect a thing. Around every bend, the night exhales like a bastard trying to sing. These late night talk shows talking on about Christ and the resurrection. 
Uses the boom gates for flashing lights to be the inner city connection. Nights like this, with his hair slipped back and his shirt that hangs loose at the coast. Feels just like one of Springsteen's heroes gone down and not quite as tall. There's no vacancy, motel signs, the street lights are long gone. Foggy sands on an empty road, and the driver just drives on. Sunrise is on the sugar towns, it's again of those long gone. Warmth begins another sleepless day, the driver just drives on. There's eleven kinds of loneliness, and he's met more than most. Five through seven are familiar guests, and number one is pretty close. There's no vacancy, motel signs, the streetlights are long gone. Foggy sands on an empty road, and the driver just drives Seven are familiar guests and one's pretty close. And uh, I'd say this one. This one's uh, about the most important man in the room when you're overseas or away anywhere or out at night in an unfamiliar place. And that man is your wingman. And uh, you've got to have a wingman because uh, Bangkok alone on a human night, it's hard to get your eye in. Uh, and I was over in Saigon, I wrote this song when I was living over there. I was over in Saigon last week actually, and two of the important wingmen in this song that I mentioned actually had a big night with those guys just a week and a half ago. The, the, one of them flew over there and the other guy lives there. Uh, the other one is sitting in the corner, and uh, the fourth one mentioned in the song is normally the singer of this song, but uh, he's not here. So, um, anyway, this is called The Wingman. Two, three, four. The selection of a wingman when you make or break a night. Peter float to the top and drink with a constant loss for a life. You were there with me in Paris, drank a night in Rome. I needed you in Madrid, you'd already gone home. And the bar is full of mugs, and I'm broken, faded jeans. But with the power of my wingman, you can take on any scene. So bring on all the fire starters, no damp wood is needed. The trooper comes far on the cobble streets, well, you know that you succeed. Stories grow and stories must and the wingman throw is flying. Spend back alone on a humid night, well, it's hard to get your eye in. And the bar is full of models, and I'm broken, faded jeans. And with the power of my wingman, we can take on any scene. 
words for our model And a broken faith in jeans With the power of my wingman We can take on any scene Now don't underestimate The importance of a wingman He's got to know the signals He's got to know the signs He's got to know when to step in but more importantly, he's got to know when to hide. You got the idea. And the bar is full of models and I'm broken feet and jeans. And with the power of my wind, we can take on any scene. Adam Popo, Eric P, the best wingman I know. We'll tell tales of past adventures, the tales will always grow. San Sebastian, the Moulin Rouge, Athens and Saigon. Something always happens when your wingman comes along. And the bar is full of models, and I'm broken faded jeans. And with the power of my wingman, we can take on any scene. And the bar is full of models, and I'm broken faded jeans. And I'm looking for my wingman, but he's no. I like your stuff. It's pretty good, and uh, most of your records I really enjoy. Well, we're big fans of your records, too. We like to think that Hard Day's Night is our guilty as charged. Right, right, yeah. Excellent album. We learned a lot from right, it. Right, Well, we're real big fans of y'all. You guys are almost as good as the monkeys. You guys are great. So, I've known you guys for quite a few years, and I, you know, full disclaimer, actually... No, the songs are quite a few years. <laughs> <laughs> I've played a lot of bass on, in this band, but... I don't really know the story of the songs. I've never really asked you, as a good bass player does, I take no interest in why these songs were created. Um, but I do know some of the story behind it. Simon, you wrote these songs in Vietnam. Yeah. I've been living in Vietnam for eight years, and I usually played drums, and I didn't have a drum kit, so I just started playing more guitar. Look, I want to talk to you about that first off, yeah. your guitar playing. So, because you've written songs before, and you've co-written songs with other bands. And yeah. But this, like, tell me about your guitar playing. Did you, when did you pick it up? Because I know Nans is sort of involved in this, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, Nans taught me how to play guitar, like, a long time ago. And um, that's why, kind of, I like the symmetry of Nana pretty much playing in everything that I've written. He plays on everything that we record. And pretty much every show. Um, and, yeah, if I... If, but once upon a time, I just pestered him. I said, Nana, oh, I played with drums with Nana for a long time prior to that. And um, I just pestered him. And I said, Nana's um, teach me how to play guitar. And the very first song we ever wrote together um, got recorded on the last EP. So, yeah, so let's let people know there's a, there's a couple of things out recently. Last year, you put out an album called Caravan Park Summers. That's right. Yeah. And there's a new EP that just came out a couple of weeks ago yeah. called All Bets Are Off. They're in the bag over there, Adam, if you want to get, get a copy of Anyway, yeah, go on. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll pop it in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, okay. But tell me about Vietnam. So you're there, you're not... Was that the longest period? Because I've, all I've known from you is you're playing in 20 different bands at any given time. You're always up to mm. it. But you moved to Vietnam and you were... Like, were you playing over there? For the first probably five years, no. 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 I started playing drums over there about... after. 
yeah, after about five years I met some guys. There was not many expats there. There was no one really to play with. So I just didn't play. I, I played a little bit. Like I taught. I taught kids how to play. But I didn't really play any shows or anything like that. No. And so Strummer was the first song that you wrote? Yeah. In this session? I just, yeah, I just had lots of stuff I'd written down, like words and stuff. And then it just kind of... Essentially what happened was I was playing in a covers band and they opened up a new venue with big bands touring and the Lemonheads and Black Rebel Motorcycle Club and those sort of bands. Um, but some bands from England, the Cribs and a few others were going to tour and the guy was running and said, you can have supports but you have to play originals. And we were only playing covers and the other two guys couldn't write so I just said, it can't be that hard. So I just, <laughs> so I just wrote a set. Uh, and how many songs did you write in that first initial go? About 20. Yeah, because there is a lot of songs that you have. Yeah. Uh, how many songs have you written before then? Full songs? Yeah, full songs. None. So this is the first I'd only written, I'd, I'd written music for other people's, like I'd written music for my brother's stuff, and I'd written music for Modern Giant, and I'd written music for Half Mile But I'd never written lyrics and music together. And how was that for you? Like, I mean, you... you... <laughs> Don't, there's a lot of stories in there. It's very personal. And there's a lot mm. of name dropping. Mm. Like that. What were you looking for when you were writing lyrics? Yeah, you had to write some lyrics. Yeah. Who were you looking for to go, oh, who can give me some ideas? I, I just wrote songs that I wanted to hear, basically. I just sort of wrote, if I didn't have something to sort of say or a little story to tell, um, then I didn't write it. But it was, it was just lots of things just came into my head. I read, I read a lot of books. Obviously, and so certain books, like ideas, came from books and things. And then obviously, I wrote that song about Katie Smith because of the book. I wrote it all about her, and that actually I wrote that song on my motorbike, stuck in a traffic jam. But all the words just—it was quite odd. Like I felt like somebody else was doing it. To be honest, it was weird. Uh, yeah, just to let people know, there's a great, great—it's probably my favourite song on the album called "Just Kids," named after the great book about Patty Smith. Yeah, she wrote it about yeah herself. That was really good. Uh, and they're making a film about it. I figure awesome. we, should, we should need to somehow get that song to the producers, right? Danny, you're my man for that. <laughs> uh, this is quite bizarre, getting interviewed up here. I feel like I'm in that episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, George Costanza, lovely to see you. <laughs> oh, where Kramer's set up his... The Merv Griffin show. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No. I'm, on, I'm on a tangent now. Can I ask a question, Danny? Yeah, sure, though. <laughs> so, was the first public performance of these songs... Supporting the uh, well, the first full set it was probably the second full set of these songs. Yes, was supporting the lemonade. So that's no pressure. No, not when I saw Evan backstage before. He goes, <laughs> "Fucking Gibber, why are you here?" <laughs> uh, you know, I love the Lemonheads, but they've played some of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. No, this this show was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah, that no, was really, really good. Really good. Sing on the record. That's no. Let me do that again. Huh? Yeah. Let's do a little edit. Huh? You also don't sing on the record, but you sang tonight. Was this the first time you've sung um, in in Australia? For, for, yeah, I mean, I play those. I play the odd, sing the odd song at our Cool Light shows, but I don't play that. Sing the whole set, obviously. Yeah. But that's mainly because I'm too picky with drummers. That would annoy the shit out of me if I had another drummer and I wasn't doing the right thing. So I can I would go I wouldn't be able to you know the, 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 my favorite drummer that I've played with is my best mate back in Vietnam who's awesome 
So over there, I played guitar and sang because I had a great drummer. Yeah, and who's that? His name's George. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, I want to ask about some of the other songs because, yes. like I said, I played this band, but I never asked you. Quite personal. <laughs> no, that's what we're trying to get to. Strummer. Let's talk about that. That yeah. was actually, you know, you gave that to radio stations. You do that. You play that song everywhere. When did you first hear the Clash? Um. Early 80s, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't, like, to be honest, the, the, that song and the period I'm writing about was kind of after the fact, because we were all a bit young. Like, we, didn't, we sort of got it, but we didn't really get it. It was only sort of a few years later that we really got it. So we were aware of it, but we, we weren't living it as it happened. But we sort of, being in Australia at that time, as most people here know, you're kind of, you were in a time warp anyway. Nothing was immediate, so... Five years or five months, it didn't really make any difference because it was just something that had happened somewhere else. That's the way we thought about it anyway. What about you, Nuns? What about Strummer? Did you sing on the track? Because I was told to, yeah. Um, <laughs> the way it works uh, with, with the, the way it started working, it, was, it kind of just happened. We were all in the studio working on, was it Adam Gibson's solo record or was it the last, was it, um, anyway, it was either that or an Aramac record. And it's pretty much the same kind of people who were playing on that record. Someone just said, I've got a few songs of my own around Christmas time a couple of years ago. Three years now? And, um, and, and just said, you know, I've got a few songs of my own. Can you come in and we'll just scratch them out? And we just kept on coming up with more songs and more songs. And then, yeah, Strummer was just one of the ones who just said, you're singing that. And so, well, here you go, do it. I just um, thought it suited, I thought it suited Nana's voice. Yeah, and I kind of, I've, I've been known to rip off Billy Bragg. In the past, and so I kind of gave that Billy Bragg thing, and yeah, yeah, like two of the things that we we, we bonded over over the years. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 I've bonded over many many musical influences. Uh, I've known this story from Nana telling me, but mm. I'd be interested for your perspective, Simon. I've never asked you. Mm. How did you two meet? The first time we ever met was when I first walked into the first proper rehearsal for Disney Fist. The band that you guys played in yeah. for many, many years. What yeah. era? What year was this? 92. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I, didn't, I, I didn't know Nana then at all. I only knew the boy, uh, Pete. And um, I, they had sort of started Disney Fist, kind of, but it didn't really have a name or anything. And I just got back from overseas. Yeah, I was overseas then as well. And, uh, and um, yeah, I went in and, and drummed because of Pete, my mate Pete, who was a guitar player and um, Nana was in, that's how we met. And we've been we've been friends for most of that time since. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned growing up in Australia. There's there's another really, really great song on the album called Growing Up in Australia where it's it's one of those great list songs. And for those who don't know it, you list um, various events that happened, the mm. uh, underarm incident yeah. and various other things. Do you want to talk tell me about that song? I just I just felt when I was living overseas that I was reading Australian news and, and things and I felt like the whole of Australia, the vibe that was getting projected overseas, I felt like we were getting hijacked by the government and by the media organisations and, and sort of special interest groups to put forward. So to someone, and as an outsider, that's what they thought Australia was. But for me, Australia has always been about the small, the little things that happen. That 
they're the things that define, we're not particularly nationalistic in the flag waving way, but I feel like we, we are nationalistic in the fact that we're bonded by small things which wouldn't probably even make the front page in an overseas newspaper if it happened over there. Whereas here, it's, it's like earth shattering news. And the, the thing that started it was because I love the fact that the, everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say the underarm incident. It's always called the underarm incident. It's not the event, it's not the time that guy bowled underarm, it's the underarm incident. And that small thing is still to this day massive when it gets mentioned. And I just, and then I, I sort of thought as kids, like when Russell Fairfax broke his leg at the Amco Cup, that was the end of my year. Our whole world collapsed when that occurred. But it seems ridiculous when you think about it. But I love that about Australia, that small stuff is more important here. No matter what gets sold back to us by the media, those small things, they are owned by the, the community and the populace at large. And that's kind of what I wanted to write the song about. And, and I remember them all, all, as I say in the song, because I do. And I'm sure everybody here knows what I'm talking about when I say the under... And obviously, different vintages have different things, but it's still applicable to every age group. No, no, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's very funny because the clips of those things are happening in the 80s and the 90s, which I have some memory of, are now on YouTube. Yeah. So, you know, they're remembered in a strange way forever as these sort of weird things. Yeah, and the, the, I mean, you think about it now, it's hard to believe that the Prime Minister of the country went on morning TV, pissed, and did an interview. It's, it, it, it wouldn't happen anywhere. There should be more of it. Yeah, it should, there should be. Now. Absolutely there should be, but... No, and that's that's what I like about it, about the whole thing. Tell me about Wingman, because I'm personally disappointed that my name wasn't mentioned in that song, Simon. Yeah. I've had a couple of nights out with you where yeah. it's just been you and I in yes. various countries. Yes, you have. What that's, makes a good Wingman? A good Wingman is he's either a fire starter or he's a good bit of kindling. <laughs> that's, what he, that's what you need. You, you don't want damp wood. Because damp wood will kill a fire starter. Yeah, right. And two bits of kindling are not going to work either because it's never going to take flame. Right? So you've got to have a good wingman. And, and it, it works quite well. Like myself and my brother are pretty good wingman because on some nights I'll be the fire starter, he'll be the kindling, and vice versa. And on other times we'll both be the fire starter and then we're gone. Um, yeah, and I just, people who are up for things, people who are funny, funny sense of humour, can, can tell a joke and can, can laugh at a joke. Nana's fantastic at, for, for A, for telling a joke, and his reaction to a good joke, it just kicks everything up a notch. Um, Danny's a good wingman. We had a one night out in Adelaide when we were playing in Lazy Susan together. And Danny back then didn't drink that much. And he was always nicely dressed, but you go to Adelaide and they give you endless coopers as your rider on tap and anything can happen and it did i never thought i'd ever nearly end up with a massive fight with a bouncer in a nightclub in adelaide caused by danny <laughs> we danny of all people the most well-dressed man in indie rock they didn't let us in because of danny's shoes yeah that's right that's outrageous like really fine leather shoes yeah like, there's something wrong with that they wouldn't let it, like, it was it was uncool or something and yeah, we've had some nights out in Paris and things which were pretty great as well, actually. So, quickly, yeah. do you have a top tip for a wingman out there? For anyone here tonight, anyone listening to this, about to head out? 
But top tip to pick one or top tip to be one? To be one. You've just got to be up for things and you've got to be, you, you can't sort of be arming and ahhing all the time, oh, that might go wrong, oh, no, what about this, oh, no, that's going to be a $50 cab fare or we might get, we might get arrested. <laughs> you, know? you don't want that. And you're like, bloke, who goes, I can't do that, I haven't got my passport with me. I mean, fair dinkum. You sent me, I still have this email, Simon, you sent it to me. I had just moved to London and it was Paris and your brother was living over there. Mm. And I think I just left Paris and it was Adam's birthday. And no, my birthday, I think. Oh, it was your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sorry, and he, and so I got an email going, oh, come over. And I was like, oh, I was just over a couple of weeks ago. I might just, uh, no, just started a new job, I might take a break. He was in London, not going to be. And you sent me this amazing email going, what the fuck is this? This is the Danny I know. Where was the guy armed with the UMI t-shirt and nothing else? Going to the Hope Dinner. You know, get the fuck over here. We're going to have did. a big night. Yeah, and he did. did have a big night. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. So you've opened the flood on your songwriting. Yeah. You, every time I see you, you're telling me you've got another couple of songs written. Yeah. How many songs do you have at the moment that you haven't recorded? Oh, that I haven't recorded at all? Probably 15 or 20. And there's a bunch that you've recorded that haven't come out yet. Probably got four or five completely finished recorded, but I, yeah, I need more money to record the other ones. So, yeah, geez. So is the Coolex ongoing concern now? Is it something that we're just going to keep doing? Depends on you, Danny. <laughs> well, it depends on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, the, cool the Cool Lights will be my ongoing project um, in various forms. Different people will sing songs depending on who, uh, who fits in to the song. I see Adam Young's in the bar, so you know you never know what, what, what he might get roped into. Run away while you still can. Um, and yeah, I just I like the idea of pulling people in when, when's needed and, uh, and hanging out with my mates and playing shows with people that I like and that are great musicians. And, you know, and often they make the songs a lot better than what I could do if I recorded them myself playing. So, you know, I love that. Uh. I've asked you to do a cover. Yes. What have you chosen? Well, we had there was there was no choice really in the band. We we had to choose this band, and we've chosen um, weddings, parties, anything, because um, Nana and I back in the back in the indie rock wars of the early nineties, uh, when it was treason to um, to wear your weddings t-shirt, Nana and I always loved the weddings. And to this day, I still think, I mean, we've got Paul Kelly, etc. but to me, my favourite Australian songwriter, and this includes the Gobies and, and Triffords and everything, the one guy that I'll listen to the most is Mick Thomas, and I think he's highly underrated, and I think he's written more fantastic songs than pretty much anybody else. That affect me, and obviously it's subjective, but, you know, Nana and I both love him. We've seen Widows, what, hundreds of times, Nana? Yeah, approaching hundreds. Hundreds? Yeah, yeah. They're my favourite band of all time. Yeah, closer to me, if you will. Yeah. So, um, and they mean a lot to me and Anna, and because we go back a long way, we decided that it pretty much could only be the Widows. So we'll give it a go. And what song are you doing? We're going to do it for a short time. Some people get a 
in a life of lie and And sometimes you can't feel no more for someone you've barely kissed. You don't see it at the time or the moment that you miss. Poor Is it the time it takes to not complete your business with a person or a friend you made in transit or a daughter held so dear? Thanks to Simon and Nana from The Cool Lights for being on the show. 
You can get their new album, Caravan Park Summers, and their EP, All Bets Are Off, at their Bandcamp, thecoollights.bandcamp.com. Find out more about this podcast at thenewalbumshow.com, where you can get details of our live recordings. Come along to a show. Follow us on all your social media at The New Album Show, and you can follow me at YowAmI. I'm on The New Album Show at gmail.com as well. I would love to hear from you. We also have a YouTube channel where we have lots of videos coming your way, so stay tuned. And if you want to support us, just go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Don't leave a review. No one reads them. Now, go listen to something new.